0: yo 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 it's the game time show bro i'm keith and i'm Trevor, and i'm sweeney and we'll be your bros for the evening guys can we change the name of this podcast i really don't like it
1: yeah, I never liked it. This has been I mean, bothering me for years. We, we didn't really know how to approach you on this.
0: Well, so yeah, you came up with this. <laughs> no, so Jay came up with it, and I wanted to encourage his involvement, so I went with it.
1: Oh, actually, I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but who is the bro? Are we all we're, We'll be your bros for the evening. We're the bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many,
2: Game Time how many chicks it's would singular. you give that title?
0: Yeah, none. Uh, but what if we called it the Game Time Bro Show? What about that?
2: We, hmm.
1: Game Time Bro Show. It's got the flow.
0: Just it makes so you sense because
2: the name of the site is Game Time Bro.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's a show it goes.
1: made by Game Time Bro.
0: Right. And then that opens us up to like talk about other shit if we really want to, you know.
1: But I always thought Game Time Bro was just a subsidiary of the Game Time Bro
0: show, yeah. but
1: maybe I got that flipped around now. I mean, it's as well
2: as subject to change yeah. and uh
0: The Long Dormant. But not Dead Podcast.
2: Yes. It will be. Yeah. Back.
0: It's coming back. Just like this <laughs> came back 4 years so ago. Uh,
2: third party support
0: Oh, that one's on life support. Huh. Got him. <laughs> but still alive. <laughs> yeah, all these shows are coming yeah. back at some point. I mean, we can still Terry Shibo that one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too oh, soon.
1: The laughter heals.
0: Uh, who wants to talk about what they've been playing?
1: I I actually last night beat Donut County. Now I know Stan's not here to to talk about the uh, what is it, the Anna Perrine or whatever collection, but he recommended Donut County to me. Super cutesy kind of uh katamari type of game. Only you just in my it's like... up in a ball, you just suck things down in a hole. Yeah, so do you play as a whole? You do. You play as a whole. I mean it's kind of weird. There's like this whole storyline of like how this town gets sucked in. To like living uh, beneath the earth's crust, and it you know essentially a giant hole. But uh, yeah, as you kind of bounce back and forth of the story, you keep like being a hole that slowly sucks up whatever kind of level, whatever environment you're in.
0: So, so are you a donut so, hole? I mean, that is kind
1: of part of the story where people order, you know, a little spoiler, but people order donuts, uh, you know, thinking they're gonna get a donut from the donut store, but the real donut they get is just like a hole yes a donut hole if you will
0: well, that it sounds pretty high concept
1: i, I mean it's a thing yeah an an of course yeah it's it's uh
0: and that was
1: a quick game right oh yeah like two hours, perfect Ooh. to kind of squeeze in wherever you, you want to go. Because I got a lot of other games I've like half started and just sort of look at and don't know whether or not I want to touch again.
0: Do you think um, I could play it during a podcast that I was participating in? You
1: wouldn't, but you wouldn't be talking about the game. Okay, you would be solely doing this other thing and not let anyone know that you were playing this game while you're you're talking. I, are you playing
2: are you right talking now? About, Keith? Like, timing wise, like. Would I'd, you be able to start it at the start of a podcast and beat it before you finish recording?
0: I just mean, like, is there enough of me for a podcast and Donut County? No. Okay. Is there <laughs> no, enough of you, not Sweeney? A,
1: not, there's enough of Sweeney. Okay. I think there's enough of Sweeney. Okay. I think I could there's handle that. There's always there's I'm not more sure I keep it. I couldn't handle that. I'll be the first to admit.
0: Okay. All right. All but right.
1: That's, yeah. That's the main game I'm playing. Started Nino. Uh, Nino Cooney started it. Uh, I think this is like the third time I've started it. Um, uh, we'll see if we actually beat it this time around. I, the, um, the,
0: the reason I stopped game time, bro, was just so I didn't have to hear about Nino Cooney anymore. So if you guys do have some sort of Nino Cooney centric podcast, uh, one of you can host because I'm out.
1: You just sure. no no, no interest but on that it's episode. A, it, it, did it get talked about a lot?
0: uh sheridan took like like a year straight yeah so like probably 10 straight episodes he's like still playing nino cooney yeah oh yeah so he okay he was the reason yeah i think
2: you know a bunch of us uh played it all at the same time we all kind of had it sitting in our backlogs i'm just about to finish it so maybe we can wait a little bit and, and let trev get deeper into it and uh and a few of us can can get together and talk about
1: it without there thinking. we go we'll put it on the calendar A year from now when this when this podcast is totally taken back off again well we'll touch upon. how do you approach year I, I
2: feel like that in donut county could be a nice uh twofer yeah very you know, similar games are playing all those
0: very yeah. similar games very similar lengths trevor how do you approach a game like that like the hundred hour i assume jrpg i have no idea what it is to be honest
1: do you, uh, I guess a lot of dread and just kind of slug through I, the, the beginning of those games are just of, of all those like JRPGs are just so content heavy and a lot of like, I feel like repetition for a gameplay. i like, I get it. I, I just, but it holds your hand. So normally with like, I feel like that's why it's a, it's a usually a tough can of worms to open up with a lot of these JRPGs. They're just not for me all the time, but once you get into it, once you hit that, like, I don't know, six hour mark maybe like by that point in time you've got enough invested that like you'll keep going
0: and and are you like a mainline guy or do you have to see every nook and cranny every bush every bird oh
1: good god no no that's that's a sheridan sheridan's gonna be the one that checks every bush and nice and make sure his character is a beyond leveled up i think that actually ruins the games i i still stand by that final fantasy ted is one of the worst jrpgs i've played Specifically for the reason that I was having fun, which this seems kind of weird. How is it, how is it the worst if you had fun? But I was, you know, getting the ultimates and really working to level myself up. And then I got to the end of the game and it was just so crazy overpowered. And mind you, I did not get everything, I just did a couple of things. And I was already so overpowered that I was like trying to purposely keep the villain alive at the end, Sin, so that I could just milk. That ending, you know, and hear that epic kind of like minute uh guitar soundtrack. Um, but it, also, it was also it's just so fucking boring at the end. Do you so remember we, Jacked? We've got to stop
2: steering conversations toward Final Fantasy X. Jacked, Jacked. It, it just unleashes the the beast in Trevor. Mm.
0: Yeah, He's, yeah. You're so upset. Um, <laughs> okay, well that's good to know. I mean, I respect that a lot more than the Sheridan gamer, you know, but. Where you just
1: like crank on things for three times the amount of time they should take to complete. And it's not even like a total completionist. It's like I want to be like 90% of the way there. So you don't even you don't even cross that finish line, but you put all the effort to like see the finish line.
0: Do you think it's because he's a coward? <laughs> he's afraid of the challenge. It's some
1: strong words. I, I I mean, I wasn't gonna say it. Yes, maybe, maybe we think it. <laughs> yes, <Nope>. I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really, Sweeney, expand on that. <laughs>
2: no,
1: thank you. <laughs> All
0: right, Trevor. What else have you been playing? That's really it. Really? I mean,
1: I think the only other thing I did is I started back into for a, a, a replay through of Resident Evil Seven, Ooh. Um, Ooh. which Ooh. was my favorite game. Uh, whenever it came out, three, four years ago, I have no idea.
0: All right. Um, but
1: yeah, let's put I'm a pin in. Replay that. In the opening of that. Let's put, we'll a, pin put a pin in, in that.
0: that. Yeah, because I wanna, yeah. I want a deep dive after Sweeney gets through what he's, uh, he's been playing. Uh oh. Well then, Sweeney, what you got?
2: All right, so yeah, I, I, I got a, a few things on my plate, and like Trev, I think with a couple of them, I'll just bring them up and then put a pin in them immediately because I'm also nearly done with Resident Evil Seven and like we talked about uh almost done with Nino Kuni but those will get some more discussion later um, one other thing that i'm working my way through is yakuza zero
1: i'm and so i'm, I'm mar- curious if either of you I'm, know I'm li- anything about this i'm a little nervous about you you're 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 diving into yakuza territory i i don't know if you're going to be the same person when you come out the other side of this
2: uh- i think i'll be fine because you know i saw on Game Pass, they were putting every one of the games in the series uh, on Game Pass. So I was like, ooh, I could so, try working my way through the whole thing.
0: You're telling me there are more uh, than zero of them?
2: Yes. There you, are seven now, I think. Um,
1: Well, actually, I think there's, well, zero through seven. So zero eight?
2: counts. Okay, so there's eight now.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I have heard crazy good things about Like a Dragon. So that's seven. Yes,
2: um, so this was brought up because uh, Trev and I were talking to uh, our friend Brett, and he was really talking up the new Yakuza game, Like a Dragon, which after seven games in the series, they decided to switch things up. And instead of being like a, an open world uh, brawler fighter game, it's a JRPG uh, kind of out of nowhere. And Is that
1: what it is? Uh, yeah, like a dragon. I have no idea what to expect from it. All I know is he just was like, I complete, like he 100% in it. Got the little platinum uh, uh, PlayStation trophy for it. Um, so I was like, all right, I guess that's high praise. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll add it to the log. Yeah, um, No idea what to expect from it. The only thing I've seen from Yakuza games of which I, I think I at one point in time started up three and then quickly stopped it. Um, which is like, there's a scene where a bunch of old men are in uh, uh baby diapers in like a daycare. <laughs> I think that's like a famous on like, yeah. So I just assumed if that's the, if, if that is the lineage of these games, it's a bunch of people in diapers, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
2: mean, that that's kind of how I feel about it. i I'm, I, I like it. I don't love it. Um, <laughs> I'll probably uh, play through the rest of Yakuza 0, and unless things really turn around, maybe I'll just kind of skip ahead all the way to Like a Dragon, um, because those seem to be the two that really get a lot of hype. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so so that way I can see the the peaks of the series, I guess, without wasting my time with uh, everything else, if I'm not loving it that much. There
1: you go. I did see like a dragon just came up for PlayStation five. So, uh, Keith, as I know, we are the chosen people. Um, yeah, that might be something to consider. Cause I have not touched that fucking console, uh, since I put in miles, Morales. so it was, was kind of weird. It worked so hard to get it. And then it just sort of sitting there. And I'm like, what do I use you for again?
0: Yeah. I, so. have, mine is, isn't getting much use right now. Um, I tried <laughs> to start a couple games on it and then I just kind of, fizzled on that but
1: mm, the game. only game i'm i'm looking forward to uh is i know it's still months away but resident evil 8
0: oh yeah me too
1: that's the thing i want to stick my teeth into me too uh, let's put a pin in that
0: we're putting another pin, let's in, put it. A
1: pin in everything all right <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at my wall starting to get a little beautiful mind-ish but okay
0: <laughs> what else have you been playing sweeney
1: uh, yeah, so there's that.
2: The uh, A few more I've got some pins in. And then another one I started, I, I haven't gotten back to in a week or two, but I'll probably jump back into it pretty soon, uh, is Twilight Princess HD oh, on yeah. the Wii U. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I know you just played that recently, last year, right?
0: Oh, uh, like, well, technically, uh, yes, the end of December. Did it in a week.
2: Okay, oh, so... Very recently. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't have a Wii U when it came out. Uh, I got one last year and just never really touched it. I, I just waited till I could find one super cheap.
0: What's um, super cheap? But then... Like, how much, how much did you pay?
2: So... The Wii U plus uh, Mario Kart 8 and uh, Smash Bros. 4 came out to be 50 bucks. What? So I feel like that was pretty good.
0: That's pretty good. I, well, yeah. That's pretty fucking good, man.
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I kept my eye out and, and pounced on that when I found it. Hell yeah. Um, but so I got it and then I never really finished setting it up. The The transfer of the Wii onto the Wii U ended up taking me a while. And uh, so I, I finally got around to it. And this is the first game I'm playing on it. Um. I really enjoyed Twilight Princess at the time. I I played it uh, when I first got my Wii in like 2008 or so. Um, And it's fun going back to it. It's the Zelda game that I haven't played in the longest time. So it's kind of bringing back some old memories. Um,
1: I remember nothing about it. I I do remember. I talked to
2: you and Sheridan, and you guys both said, yeah, just that left no impression on you whatsoever
1: i remember i remember at the end it's you know spoilers uh ganondorf's the villain no um, which i feel like yeah, is kind of supposed- a surprise <laughs> villain. right but i mean like it's they, a surprise they try and play it up like he's not shit. there right right and i was like all right that's cool that like we're gonna we're gonna do something different i appreciate the variety in villains but uh then he pops up at the end and i just kind of like uh eh, all right i guess uh I guess this is how they want to do it. Um, anyways, it's it's not. It didn't. It never left a bad taste in my mouth. It just left no taste in my mouth. Um, but so my like COVID highly of it. Got him. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, I, I, it's not worthy of me trying to bust out my Wii U and then buying the HD version to give it a go again. We'll I mean, put it that way.
0: You can borrow my version. My Your version, version.
1: On, on on Wii U?
0: Yeah, you can borrow my Wii U.
1: Well, there we go. We do live a thousand miles apart, but you know we'll it's think.
0: About probably it. more convenient than you unboxing wherever the fuck yours is.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's. It's. I wouldn't even know if it's eaten by rats now in my basement. So they've kind of taken over the basement. Uh, it's not really my stuff anymore down there. So well, yeah, glad to hear it. <laughs> anyway, Keith, what have you been playing?
0: Ooh, the moment we've all been waiting for unless last week's episode did not interest you. Like, if you turned last week's off because we were talking too much Resident Evil, I would do the same right now. But I've been playing Resident Evil 7. You guys recommended it highly. Nice. Uh, It was both free on Game Pass as well as the PS5, like, um, whatever it's called, Uh, you know. PS Plus? PS Plus, but you it had like 12 free PS4 games for any pre- PS Plus member who owns a PS5. One of them was Resident Evil 7, and I was like, oh, I'm going to play something on my PS5, uh, like Trevor mentioned earlier. Um, so I, uh, I didn't know what to expect. You guys said it was really good. Uh, Trevor definitely said it was scary. I don't know about Sweeney. Um, and did you find it spooky.
1: Did you I, find it
0: spooky? I did. So right, right from the beginning, I was hooked. Like when I saw the video of Mia on the boat, you know, and then telling Ethan not to come and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going. And you drive and then you're just stuck in the middle of the woods and you're just walking around trying to find whatever the fuck house she's in. I forget why you know where the house is. But as soon as I see that house, I'm like, hell yeah. Fucking haunted house game. Um mm. a, immediate uh PT vibes once I walk in the house. Immediate. Like, yes. Yes. Definitely. I felt like it was the same house in some ways. Like I know it's not, but that is it it brought me right back and I was way into that immediately. Um I never what played A house
2: where you're afraid to turn corners, you never know what's gonna pop up at you.
0: Yeah, I had I had some serious anxiety uh right off the bat i think even just looking at that stew pot that just had a bunch of like sludge in it that kind of made me uneasy um and then you just slowly introduce to the characters kind of one by one ish well not really you have i forget but like you kind of encounter them into the in the house one by one you know first it's like the dad and then it's uh the son and shit and I um I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've never played a Resident Evil game before. Um, I don't know how I feel about the inventory management stuff. Um, mm. I I could have used a few classic more...
1: Resident, Frust- uh, Resident Evil frustrations there. Yeah, That's just part of the franchise. I, I understand it is a big part of
0: it, but I don't really agree with the whole ammo taking up another slot thing. I don't know. It feels weird to me. And then it's like, oh, this I, I- this weapon takes up two spots. And then you, I can't... The biggest frustration is, like, if I have an herb and I find the whatever liquid thing is that you combine an herb with, if I have an herb and no spots left, I should be able to combine that herb with the liquid and have a first aid kit. I shouldn't need another spot to do that.
2: So this is something that... Yeah, it exists in Resident Evil 7 and some of the newer ones, but it was a a way bigger deal in the older games where instead of having, like, what, I think you start out with, like, 12 slots plus all of your guns and then you build up to, like, 20 different spots, you start out with, like, 6 or maybe 8 and you don't really add to it. So inventory management was a huge, huge part of the old games. And, yeah, you had to decide, like... Okay, am I going to carry some bullets just in case I run into uh, some more zombies, or do I want, uh, a, like, uh, a, you know, something that I can save with or, or healing items? You have to decide what you want to leave behind, uh, and I don't think you have to do that quite as much in uh, Resident Evil Seven, but it's still a factor.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think every survival horror game, if it wants to be a survival horror game, it needs. To limit, like, really impair your character some in in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think if if you if you encroach on, upon your character getting like too powerful, I think it ruins the horror of the game because <laughs> you know you need to always be at risk to to fall victim to whatever the villains are in the game. Yeah. So I think this was always Resident Evil's kind of take on that. One of many,
0: but like they um, they're already limiting the amount of ammo you get. Like I'm getting like five bullets here and there. So it's like I already feel under-armed, you know what I mean? And then to Mm -hmm. just be like, all right, you can only hold a couple guns and uh, if you find... And then it's like all these puzzle items take up your inventory spots and sometimes you need like three items to, to solve a puzzle or open a door and then there's keys that open multiple doors. It's like... Give me one key for one door, and when I open that door, let me just get rid of it. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: if you if you want to be really infuriated, I think on Game Pass you can go and play uh, the 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 first remake of um, just Resident Evil, like the classic. Um, And you will find a much shorter, I think, inventory size. And not only that, something that was very unique uh, to Resident Evil 7 is that it was the first one in the franchise and the only one in the franchise, I think, to be first person. Um, So try in some of these other games where it's not even third person. It was, I think, in the first one, like fixed cameras. So your camera position changed every room you entered. And then trying to shoot down... Um, an enemy when you don't even have a bearing on where your you know where your gun's pointed, you're right. kind of just guessing if you're going to hit something. Right. is so, that to me is far more. This was this was a nice cakewalk compared to those other games that have all these you know what I would consider kind of buggy issues. Yeah. Well, clearly, bugs, but it's, yeah.
0: Clearly, it's I'm a not different style. I'm not cut out for previous games. Um,
1: I I do. It's the beginning. Resident Evil 7, though, I think like at least the first 30 minutes or so, maybe longer if you if you're if you're really kind of creeping along because the spookiness is too spooky. But it's I think it's like a fucking work of art. I loved, I just replayed the opening. And just even from the little things of like as you're walking in and you're scoping out the house, you see this like abandoned um, you know, TV news crew van. You don't know what to make of it. You kind of walk into the house, you check out this. The, the really fucked up kitchen um and then when you don't know where else to go you kind of exhausted all your options you find um a cassette tape from that fucking news van and then what i thought was so cool is that you then go in and you get to play as they're recording playing as the cameraman like you go it gets so meta you go into that and and kind of explore where the the solution for like continuing on your path is uh, and that, I just like that just blew my yeah, mind when I, I was first played. I that. thought that I mean, was, was
0: just quite terrifying. Great, and I think they did they knocked it out of the park like three times with that.
2: With the videotapes,
0: yeah, Sweeney. I know you really like that.
2: Yeah, so I was uh, so I I've just recently been uh, replaying this, so I I, remembering like what what happened in all these videotapes, and yeah, like Trev said, the first one you just kind of explore the house uh, as this cameraman, along with a couple guys who are, like, uh, shooting their low-budget sort of local TV show, like, exploring uh, spooky abandoned kind houses. Kind of like ghost hunters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and then you do a couple more. You do one as Mia, where you kind of run around this bug-infested house um, and until you get caught. And it's kind of cool. Like, it, it shows you, like, oh, this is the next place you're going to explore. But you're not really going to have the same uh, experience as the first person who did it. But maybe you can learn a thing or two from the uh, the person whose videotape you're watching, which you do even further in the third one, which, Keith, I know you loved the Happy Birthday tape, yeah. where it plays like an escape room uh, more than a Resident Evil game, I guess.
0: Yeah, it, to me, it felt very much like an escape room. Like you're in like a very confined space and you have a few clues and you slowly but surely kind of unravel all those clues and you eventually get to the solution. Like one thing I loved, you know, it was pretty simple, but you, you at some point you get like a dirty, um, telescope and then you have, and then you, you have to remember that if you go in the first door that you started in, Uh, water comes down and it'll clean it off. But the reason that water was there was so you couldn't bring a candle into that room because it would um, uh, douse the flame and it would go out. And the solution was figuring out how to get a candle into that room. Anyway, I just thought that was really cool. Um, I really liked, um, I mean, I love that it was-
1: I need to replay it now.
0: I'm just like part of these things- Is black and white.
1: I mean, I know both of you.
0: It was very saw. It was very saw-like for sure. It's
2: yeah. There, there's, there's a lot of uh, different horror movie uh, influences here, and and a big one is, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But then right. yeah, like halfway through, you get to a point where it's definitely uh, influenced by the saw yeah. movies.
0: But what I loved is you played that. You played that escape room, and at the end, you solve it, and it doesn't go well. It Doesn't go your way. But then what you learn is how to. Really beat it the next time and not, you know, see, not fuck it up and die. Um, you yes. were, it's kind of rigged, it's rigged the first time, but then you know something from the first videotape that lets you bypass something that, uh, you know, seals your fate, I guess. Um, I just, so, I here's really like I'm that. wondering.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, something I'm wondering uh, since I finished off the escape room portion, and Keith, you can tell me because you've beaten this, and and I haven't quite gotten to the end, so I might be forgetting something. But uh, Lucas, the son, he's the one who puts together that whole escape room. Does he just get away at the end?
1: Um, Does he show up at the end? I think the answer is, and this is something that I don't think any of us have done, I know I haven't done, Um, that there is a DLC for for this game um where I believe you play as Chris Redfield who shows up at the very very end kind of does a cameo where you're like, oh now it's really a Resident Evil game when of the stars have shown up uh, where Ethan is a totally new face that we never see and have never seen before. Um, but uh, I believe Redfield he, he does a little story where he has to hunt down Lucas or does something with Lucas yes. To answer your question, Lucas does uh, escape okay. and he survives. Oh, maybe I need, I need to play DLC content. But I don't know if that was on Game Pass. I do have it on Steam, so I might be able to like track it down through there. Yeah. That is some new content that I've never, despite me loving the game. You know, I don't know DLCs. Sometimes I don't get to them.
0: <laughs> what were your guys' favorite moments? Because I've said before that that escape room was definitely my favorite
1: i mean it's it's the opening for me
0: the opening the opening
1: was so powerful that i remember sitting zoe down like oh you gotta play this game you don't even know and putting her down and we got up to the point where i think mia changes and she like you know slowly climbs up the staircase out of the darkness and we've seen she's gone into like full zombie mode or whatever and i think zoe just ran out of the room crying right (laughs) and so you know memories um but I, yeah, it's it's got to be the, the opening for me, mostly because as the as the game goes on, I think it kind of devolves back into maybe more standard Resident Evil um, tropes, which are still fun, but it's it's not, you know, it 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 didn't hold the same terror that I got right at the beginning. I think I think, and I think that's intentional. I think like as you get more uh, exposure to this world, and as you get more comfortable. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to be as scared as much. You're supposed to be like, "Oh, I've got, I've got competent weapons. I know how things work, so I'm ready to like be the hero of this story."
0: Sweeney.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Trev definitely picked a. Well, you both picked some uh some real good ones. Uh, between the Happy Birthday tape and the intro, um. I thought overall, like, the boss fights were kind of a mixed bag in this game. Definitely. But uh, the one that jumps out to me that I thought was really creepy was the Marguerite fight, which is about, like, halfway <laughs> through the game where... Uh,
1: and she's just crawling I mean, over walls and things, yeah, right? Yeah, so, She kind of turns kind of buggy.
2: Yeah, so, like, uh, before that, she's kind of like... You, you've played... Uh, uh, you've fought against Jack a couple times, who was just, like a person never dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, he he doesn't die, but he just looks like a person. But then you get to her and then all of a sudden her legs start like sprouting out and she becomes like a spider and she's crawling through the walls and and like she- in these little holes and and bursting out at you in this uh in this greenhouse and I thought that was uh in the middle of a part that wasn't the uh most exciting or scary part of the game. I thought that really kind of ramped uh, things up for a little bit.
0: You, what I hated Is when, not hated, like it freaked me out, was, you know, when you need to go back to that like hole in the ground, it was almost like a well to get a lantern and you go down and she fucking grabs it and it gives me real, like the ring vibes or maybe (laughs) grudge, you know, like just weird fucking long haired woman that looks like they've been dead for hundreds of years. (laughs) What is it about hair and water? It's so unsettling. Uh, I was unsettled like crazy <laughs> you know i um i actually i actually liked the jack fights i know they were i loved kicking the the like body bags in the morgue that were hung up by their feet to like disorient mm. jack and fighting with the chainsaw was pretty cool. I wish I got to keep that chainsaw though.
1: In the first fight, too, that's where you're you're in the garage, right? And you're uh, you're in a car just basically trying to scoot around him. Right. I feel like there's a yeah. lot of just like, uh, you're just trying to avoid people. Um, and you're clumsy and you're slow and you're not really good at that. Rather than like full on attacking them, at least early on in the game. And so I, that was a really crazy fight to me because I had no idea how I was supposed to battle this guy. And you're just trying to, like, get in a car, hotwire the car, turn it on in time, and then ram it into them. And just, like, there's so much going on, and I feel like you're just panicking and just slapping the controller, hoping that you can take down this guy.
2: Uh, yeah, those, uh, those first two jackfights, you can get through them without needing to fire a bullet uh, for either of them. Because, yeah, they, in the first one, you take him out with the car, and then that second one, you're just kind of whacking body bags at him until you get a chainsaw. Uh, which as Keith said you unfortunately lose immediately after see uh,
0: that's what I, want. I was a
2: little bothered by the chainsaw though I I don't know I felt like uh, it should have been this really cool moment and you should really feel like you're ripping this guy in half and I don't know I, I didn't feel like that that was uh translated as well as it could have been
0: you kind of wish that it were like it was something hard to get like you fight. Half of it without it, and then once you get it, you just like cut them in half. You know, yeah. It was, it was still a while. You had to cut them a lot. Um, it. it I don't know. I, I what I really want from this like new game plus is give me that chainsaw, give me that like rocket launcher handgun thing. Or whatever the fuck now, it now is. Now you want to go full hand? Yeah, I, I just you. want to be like Steve Sheridan. <laughs> I played through it once in JRPG before, overpowered. So you just like, you know,
1: <laughs> let me throw throw bombs everywhere.
0: Um, do you have any
1: An interest in playing the Resident Evils two and three remakes that came out these past two years?
0: So I, if I'm being honest, the game I've heard so much about is four, and that's kind of where I want to go. But Sweeney said it didn't really. Uh, it wasn't really similar. So maybe not. I don't know. So
1: they, these ones are third person. You're like over, you're over the shoulder. So I think it's like a little bit more familiar, uh, like uh, gameplay. um gameplay. I, I think what I really like is that the maps are pretty contained. Like at first it feels kind of overwhelming. Um, that you don't really know what's around the corner and there's so many like you know traps and zombies to screw you up not to mention you know mr x constantly chasing you down but as you play more and more you begin to like really understand these maps that you know uh you can kind of scoot around uh these areas without much problem I don't know it's one of those things that' be really satisfying once you get a handle on the game um it, but these are only for for the remakes i I don't even think I touched any of the originals. I don't think my parents would ever let me have them when I was a kid.
0: It's interesting to me that you mentioned them being pretty contained cuz that's what I loved about Resident Evil 7 in the beginning. Like I loved it was just this house and we're exploring it and like the house like uh gave us clues to what the the overarching story was, right? I was actually my biggest complaint with this game is that we left the house. You know? Like not the we left the grounds. I mean, we went on a fucking cruise ship, and and that wasn't my favorite. Like, I know it was necessary yeah, the, the for the story, kind of, but
1: slows things down a bit. Yeah, that. Well, we, you got to bring it back to umbrellas somehow, right?
0: Yeah, but Very true. Yeah. It, it it felt. It, I really thought the game was like humming along. Like, loved the pacing, and even with all the inventory bullshit. But I, 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 think the the boat brought it to a screeching halt.
1: When you were heading off to the boat, who did you choose to save, Mia or Zoe?
0: So I, for I thought about it for a while, and I'm like, I Should can't we
1: explain who these people are.
0: So yeah, so Mia is yeah. your uh, girlfriend or fiance. I forget. She's the
1: whole reason you're there,
0: right? And then,
2: yeah, she was lost a few years ago. She disappeared. You have no idea what happened. And then suddenly you received this videotape uh, saying she was in this creepy farmhouse in Louisiana, but she was telling you to stay away. But, you know, you can't really say no to that. You, you're like, I got to find her. So that's what sets you off on this course.
1: And then Zoe is the um, daughter. I don't know if she's the youngest daughter or she's she's Lucas's sister, you know, another children of this family um, who has been the only person trying to really help you uh, get out of here and and caring about your safety. Um,
2: Yeah. She hasn't really turned over like uh, the rest of her family has.
1: Is there a reason why she never turns over? Like, I'm just thinking about that now. Like, I haven't played through the whole game again, so I, I, it's not fresh in my mind, but is there a reason why she's spared?
0: I can only think that it's like, whatever the Evelyn like doesn't want a sister, maybe? I don't know. I have so no she's idea. She's just
1: like, no, nah, you're cool. Um, yeah, because when I, obviously I picked Mia the first time through because I figured like, oh, well, that's the, what the story wants me to. But when I think yeah, the, it
2: over... The story, uh, the, it, towards the end of the game, you get two... Uh, 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 what am I looking for? The uh, vaccines, the cures like, to, to yeah. and you're ready to cure both Zoe and Mia. Uh, but then you have to use one against the boss to keep them from killing you, and you only have one left, and you have to pick which one to to save.
0: Well, and, and
2: yes, the the obvious. Choice it really pushes you towards your wife or your girlfriend. So
0: the only the only argument I think there is for Zoe is that she's the one that fucking made the anecdote. Like you got her what she needed, but she made it. It's not
1: even that. I mean, so the, the the one of the big twist spoilers to this thing is that Mia is not just, you, you think she was like off doing like daycare duty because she, you know, is a nanny or something, and that's where she went missing. And the real thing is is that, I, I don't know if she's technically an umbrella employee or whatever, but she she's like a secret agent shit. She's been hiding that from you. And she has this guardianship over you know, the precious cargo, which is Evelyn, before Evelyn like, you know, causes the, the tanker to crash up on the Louisiana shoreline. Um, Evelyn
2: being this little girl who's controlling all of the events
1: yeah the, the bad guy from the from the get-go so mia's been hiding this working for arguably the bad guys uh hiding the secret from you um and then the the family uh that's here they're not crazy and evil they're all victims from from mia's mishandling of this this situation so i feel even worse for zoe and the whole family because they were just normal people That got fucked over because of a a telepathic psychopath uh, child or an old lady. I can't really tell which one. I guess they're both. Um, You know, just going running amok and destroying them from the inside out.
0: So, well, did we really know that the first time around? I forget. Like, I don't think I knew that fully when I was making the choice.
1: I don't... true i don't think you might know all that at the time you make that choice but wow. when you want to revisit it so if i were to get back up to that choice um i would i would choose zoe but then so <laughs> I, I
2: yes so i'm on my second playthrough and i just did that uh and i was thinking back to like okay well, what are the consequences uh when you pick me zoe is angry at you and then she just disappears for the rest of the game right she's like not even a part anymore um and you you keep playing with mia so i was like okay how is this going to play out with a completely different character uh so i decide all right i'm gonna save zoe instead of mia uh and the excuse he gives he's like hey hey zoe uh she knows how to make this antidote we'll get out of here we'll come back for you And Mia's super pissed, and she's like, no, just go. And you leave, and you get on the boat, uh, and uh, maybe 20 seconds later, uh, this blob monster comes out of the water, and uh, turns Zoe into dust, like all the other uh, family members do when they die. So she doesn't last any longer. There's no like interesting part to the story. And you continue just playing the rest of the game with Mia as your secondary character.
1: Oh, so. does, does do you So wait? So after that happens, do you look back onto the dock where like Mia standing like, say, So I guess uh, about this, I guess we do have a vaccine for you if you're still interested. I mean, that's got to be is at least the boat ride completely silent. Yeah, the boat ride is quiet, but
2: I felt like it was a little sloppy because, like, so you're far away. I mean, Mia's out of the picture at this point. Uh, Just as you're getting to the tanker is when this attack happens, and you get knocked off the boat. And if you remember what happens at the tanker, Ethan is, uh, like, taken prisoner, and you play through the tanker as Mia instead of him regardless of who you saved. And they don't really explain how Mia got to the tanker. She just kind of wakes up there, which made sense when she was in the boat with you. Didn't really make sense when uh, she wasn't, but you just kind of go with it. So
0: why do they even give you that choice? You know?
2: I don't know. It was kind (laughs) of not really well done. Um, The one cool part, I guess that does happen later um, after you finish up the tanker portion And you start playing as Ethan again, and you reunite with Mia. She kind of gets taken over by Evelyn again, and uh, she gets super pissed, and she starts yelling, like, Oh, did you have fun with that skank? And she starts, uh, like, trying to stab you, and, and you have to put her out of her misery. So it's like this one extra boss fight at the end.
0: Sweet.
1: Someone trying to just make some unnerving child noises right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep Nor- is that you?
0: Nora is uh, wanting to get involved. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, at least he got the <laughs> boss fight out of it, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's disappointing because I I was thinking like, where could this go? And to know it really goes nowhere is kind of lame. But it is what. So it is. So to
1: make this to make this topical. Keith, did you play the Resident Evil Eight
0: demo? I did not. Did you get around to that? I did you not. You did not. I did not. I, I thought we we're talking it's, seven. It's,
1: it's, well, we were talking seven, but seven eight is a direct eight. sequel. We 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 supposedly bring back our boy Ethan. At least so from the trailers, Ethan is is said. That's um, bizarre. And Chris comes back. Yep, and Chris, one of the main stars, and we're first person again
0: nice Um,
1: yeah i mean so i i have no idea where it would go i did play the demo um it was it was very very short um and i think it was um no no, real combat involved no no just kind of running around wake up in kind of a dungeon and I think the idea is, like, you're a victim who's been, like, left to the dungeon to rot or be eaten or whatever. And you're just desperately, oh, I'm going to try to escape. So there's a really simple puzzle you use. You get out of the dungeon. And I think this is all just showcasing how pretty this game is going to look. And you make your way into, you know, the foyer, this giant uh, room in this, in, this, in this even larger mansion. Um, and you're kind of being chased... By, you know, God, I don't even know what the villains are supposed to be. They're kind of like maybe vampires, maybe like banshee-like creatures, demons. I don't know. um And then, you know, you eventually make your way to the front door. And then, as the internet has totally, you know, run amok with this character, this like gigantist woman kind of <laughs> appears. She's nine feet tall. Holds out her hand. She spits out these Freddy Krueger like claws, and then she just She's got giant upside. in it. Yeah, it is. And, she, and an even bigger hat. Um, Today, yeah, and you don't know what to to make from it. I mean, it was a cool proof of concept, but uh, yeah, I have no idea. I'm excited Ethan gets back into it because, uh, and and I don't know how they're supposed to like weave him in into yeah. the narrative because it's just kind of like this was just a dude looking for, um looking for his long lost wife. I don't know how he becomes more entwined into the umbrella
0: lore. Well, that's the thing, right? Like that happens to me. I am fucking out. I couldn't be farther out. If I tried.
2: going to that house for Danielle,
0: (laughs) I'll go to that house for Danielle, but there's no fucking sequel with me.
1: I mean, that's debatable. Uh, we went for the hike, Keith. I don't want to have to bring it up in public, but you did abandon <laughs> Danielle on a hike. Um, so I don't know if you'd go back to the house, but,
0: you know. She was with friends, not some psycho <laughs> Evelyn child. Just regular <laughs> Evelyn child.
1: Um. Yeah, but I am I am more than stoked to see where this series goes. Um. I also... Not knowing the lore that well, I didn't play six and I think I clunked my way through five. Um, but the whole yeah. point is, is somewhere along there, you know, I think it's even after like three, Umbrella Corporation, I think, ceases to exist. I think somewhere in the background of the lore, it just sort of evaporates due to like the fact that, you know, they were the result of raccoon city getting nuked. And that doesn't go with, uh, you know, consequences, but I don't remember where in the story it picks back up again. I think that's supposed to be one of the big kind of twists is that when you, when you see at the very end of seven, when you are battling Evelyn and you're shooting her giant boss face, um, you know, uh, SWAT helicopter kind of like flies in from overhead. Redfield jumps down. And I think there's like an umbrella logo on the helicopter, like implying number one, that umbrella is back. Number two, is Redfield working for them? Is he now a part? Cause he was, I mean, he was, um, I think with umbrella when the series starts off, but then he switches over and he joins like stars or something like that. And is like on the anti umbrella side. So I have no idea what these implications mean.
0: I just want more haunted house games, you know? First, what time is it? bring me a mirror.